Wow. What a ball game. That was fun tonight. Well, it's one of those you either sleep well after calling it or you're probably up till 2 a.m. because you can't <laughs> calm back down. Austin Horton and uh, Tim Lacombe join us now. And best game of the year, Tim? Oh, no doubt. I told Austin that watching it, it was uh, as well played game on both sides. You know, just incredible coaching and, uh, you know, special, special efforts. Just so fun to see Boyan have, um, you know, a night like that. It's crazy the number of people that come up to me around town and say, Man, if Boyan could just be consistent, and I, I'm not quite sure what they're looking for, but uh, he, he had it going, man, and he is so versatile. He's so talented, and uh, it's just awesome to see him play like that. We've talked about this a lot. He could be he could be consistent if he got, like, this many looks every night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, like, so the fact that it was electrifying or the fact that there were so many great plays uh, that got the fans involved and, and – uh, is that what you mean by being the best game? I just of, thought, you know, I mean, defensively, obviously, the execution wasn't incredible. But I've always believed that if you move the ball and you put people in bad situations, that offense will will uh, kind of rule the day. And I felt like that's kind of what happened tonight. Both teams really attacked great. I really believe that early in the game, the way the Jazz, my, my philosophy watching film was that the Nuggets defensively were everywhere and nowhere. Um, put a lot of pressure on the ball, kind of in lanes. But the Jazz did a nice job of playing force downhill, got to the rim a ton. And I really believe that opened everything up for him. What did you see to open? Let's go back to the open of the third quarter. Remember they ran those first two plays, high pick and rolls, and they got wide open, wide open looks. And I said to Ron on the broadcast, the Jazz saw something in film at halftime. Like, the, what, what happened? Well, the, the, the help was coming from that weak side. And and Jazz got a couple of skip passes to the weak side there, and I don't know if it was it had to be Boyan that got yeah. they got the shot. Maybe well, might have been why Niang suddenly Neal scored. What's that? Might be why Niang suddenly scored after not taking a shot in the first half. Well, he didn't he didn't even score to the second half, yeah. right into the third period. But then they took that away, and then Royce O'Neal ended up getting getting a, a three there in the third period. If if I know it was in the second period, but it was up the bub. The break because they start running right. to the baseline. Yeah. All right, Tim, I got some crazy numbers for you. You probably have them in front of you also. Um, the game was so good tonight. Despite what some people think, I do change my call based on the game a little bit and what numbers I use during a broadcast versus not use during a broadcast. So I didn't go to these tonight, but I thought this was incredible, Tim. Uh, and Austin, but I know, I know Tim's a believer in this site. The Jazz points per transition play tonight. 1.9. They were so good. The Jazz are shooting threes in transition with a willingness that is amazing. I mean, we talked about it on the air. In the first six seconds of the shot clock, they're taking seven a game. Last year, they took four. Like, that is a, from a coaching standpoint, that is a, like, massive, massive shift. And to what makes this work, Dave, especially against the Denver Nuggets, that Jokic, as great as he is on the offensive end, <clears throat> not a great defensive player, and he's definitely not a great transition defensive player. I mean, he has to work. <laughs> he looks like he's laboring sometime down the floor when, he's, when he has to sprint, uh, sprint back. So by him not getting back and the Jazz playing early in the shot clock, that puts a lot of pressure on the other guys to, to uh, get exactly what they need out of the, out of the uh, 
early offense. I have a curious question for Ron, actually. And I don't know if this is too cute of an observation, but Bojan Bogdanovic, yeah, we've seen the numbers rise, but he looks like he's playing happy while also playing angry at the same time. Is that is that a fair observation? <laughs> Let me see here. Let me think about that. Look happy, but play angry. You sound like a Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Stay third. Oh, that's a different one. No, well, that's that whole thing about, they do that whole ad campaign about. Um, so is that like a, I'll show you type of it, attitude? It just looks like he's a little more loose than he was earlier in the year when he was really struggling. It looks like he's a little more comfortable. Well, he, he's, he's getting the ball. Uh, and, and I think when Hans was on the other night, we, we did cover this a little bit. I mean, he ends up getting 23 shots, 11 coming from the three-point line here tonight. Um, and early in the year, he made the comments that they will find me, which means uh, waiting on Conley or Joe Ingles or, or Donovan or someone uh, to find him to shoot threes instead of him attacking off the dribble with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's had a chance to do that. He started changing his game a little bit before Donovan got hurt and start backing guys in and, and trying to score in the paint and that kind of thing. But since Donovan's been out, he is really driving to the basket and, and making things happen. <clears throat> we also talked about the number of shots that he was able to get last year. He averaged 20 points a ball game last year. And the number of shot attempts he averaged last year was somewhere around 15. Uh, that went down to like 12 this year because obviously Clarkson's averaging 15 and Conley's uh, playing a few, few more minutes. But he still wasn't playing the type of ball that game that he was playing last year. So now he's getting a chance, I mean, to really show exactly what, how valuable he is. I think I'd add one thing to that. I think Quinn's done a great job. Staff's done a great job of finding ways to keep him, you know, like the post-up stuff. Well, um, you know, Quinn that, said that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He said one thing that he wanted to do more with boy was post him out yeah so you're absolutely right about that yeah so it's just uh yeah he, he is a, he is such a fun player to watch yeah. uh i would remind everyone of this okay just when you're listening right now what is your favorite thing in life it can be anything don't you don't have to say it out loud just whatever 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 it might be it could be yeah it could i'd be. prefer austin doesn't say it on yeah, the air yeah don't Go say ahead. it on the air like, cinnamon toast crunch oh okay. sorry okay I wasn't thinking that, but that's good. <laughs> that's code. Um, juice. That's code. <laughs> okay. You get 25% less <laughs> of your favorite thing next year. How do you feel about it? Oh. Not fine. Not good. Okay, Boyan's taking 25% fewer shots this year than he took last year. Yeah, and, and to, to bring your point up, now, we said he got 15 last year. He's getting 12 well, this year. That's a big so, difference. And, and people don't realize, oh, he's, it's only three shots. But that is three shots times 72. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You get 15 yeah. shots in a game, Booner? Huh? You take 15 in a game? Did you ever not, not take 15 in a game? <laughs> I don't. That's a better way of putting it, David. <laughs> I got to look at your stats. I got to do a little recon. I'm the gunner, man. Uh, you on. guys were there in the bowl before we uh, let you go for the night. The atmosphere it sounded great in this studio. How does it feel there in person as these crowds get bigger and bigger? So, I thought it was louder. And uh, Ivan, our uh, engineer, says louder. I will share this. I thought this was really like, I, would, I don't mean to give my daughter like, you know, I don't want to, she, she doesn't need a big head. But I thought this was really interesting. I, I texted her during the game. She was in the game tonight. I said, is it loud? She said, kind of, but not like it would be if people are here. But then this was the most interesting thing. She said, like, usually on a run, like we had five minutes ago, the whole stadium would have stood up. 
That just doesn't happen with this much space in between people. Mm. So, 16. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting yeah. observation. <laughs> But, like, she must have it, analytical parents. Right, parents. but I also think it's actually an interesting note to the game op staff of the Jazz that you probably have to do a little bit more prompting than we've ever had to do. We're not an arena that needs prompting. Our fans do it on their own, and maybe for the playoffs it'll be different. But this was like a playoff game, and I think she's right. Like We don't have that rising crescendo of a whole mass body of people that you usually have. We're probably relearning how to interact in a crowd too, frankly, right? Like we yeah, haven't yeah, done yeah, it in a year. Sure. So yeah. I thought that was a pretty interesting observation from my 16 year old and it her seemed teachers like there was more people in the stands. Did they add to, I know. Was, I think we're at 6,600 now. It seemed like it was more than that. Is that right? 6,600 or 5,600? 66. The cool thing is I'm just sitting up here watching and people are milling around. Like you can tell, like you said, David, you go home, you don't want to go to bed, right? right. You're keyed up. People are, you know, I mean, it's, it's getting to, to be that time. Well, one thing's true. ESPN blew it tonight. Yeah, they, that was the How's game, the other so. game? I, mean, I don't know. Did you know, it's funny as we ride these other games so hard, right? They're, they're tied at 64 in a pretty important game, so I'll, I'll give them that. Um, New York is up 80 to 77 with five, 454 left in the third. I've got like, I brought a Knicks jersey. I'm like Spike Lee up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny though. We ride, you know, we're always watching the other games. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in the night. Our game was entertaining no, no, for the absolutely. first minute. We never left. It was awesome. It was fun. Well, All David right. and Ron, we'll catch you guys tomorrow night. Thank you so much. That's David Locke and Ron Boone. They'll be back with you tomorrow at 8 o'clock, just before 8 o'clock for the Jazz hosting the Rockets. Tim and I will take a break. We'll come back on the other side and say goodnight to our network uh, affiliates on the other side of this here on Jazz Radio Post Game Show. Jazz get the 127-120 home win over the Denver Nuggets tonight. Jazz improved to 49 and 18, 30 and 4 at home. Nuggets fall to 44 and 23, 19 and 13 on the road. Bogey, Bogey, Bojan Bogdanovich lit up the scoreboard tonight. 16 of 23 from the field, 8 of 11 from 3, a perfect 8 of 8 at the line. That's 48 points to go with 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals for Boyan, Coach Tim Lacombe. Boyan looks like he's uh, in a good spot these days. He, he's the very, and I tweeted this uh, earlier this week, but he's the very definition of versatile right now. Um, you know, he, he can attack you early in the clock. He can space. He can come off ball screens. He can post. Um, he's that guy that's been elusive. You know, the Jazz have always really wanted that guy, and he can do all of it. And I'm just impressed with, um, you know, the way he's, uh, got his mind right and the way he's on attack. Um, he has unbelievable, you mentioned it, he has great confidence. He looks th- like his presentation is there, right? And uh, it's, it's for me, watching his, you know, kind of this whole year, uh, you know, he's been so big in big games and tonight was no different. He, he carried the Jazz to this win. I really do think that earlier in the year he was frowning all the time. He was very depressed. He was very sad. He was very dejected with how he was playing. And now these days he's bouncing around, he's joking around, he's having fun. But then in between the game is going on, he's got that angry look in his eyes. I, I'm really impressed with how Boyan Bogdanovich has played. Uh, Jordan Clarkson tonight, not an amazing shooting night, 
but finished with six of 14 from three and poured in 21 points off the bench himself, not to mention maybe the biggest shot of the night there at the end of, near the end of the fourth quarter. And, and I thought his media interviews that he did this week when he, he used the term two different times, he, he used, said, I'm a, I'm a baller and I'm a hooper. And people say, hey, when you're missing shots, does it affect you? It doesn't affect him in the least. Um, and that's why he's able to confidently step up when he's four for 18, when there's a big shot to be made and he, you know, approaches it like he's 0 for 0. And David made that comment during the broadcast, which I thought was was right on the money. Um, but that's why that's why Jordan Clarkson's a big time guy. Um, you know, he's going to shoot and, he, you know, he, he's going to have nights where he does not make a lot, but he's always a threat and you better guard him. There was a point in the fourth quarter where Jordan Clarkson missed uh, three or four straight threes. And yet when he got that ball and it was time and it, there was a lane to shoot it, he shot it. I mean, and what did you think when he went to shoot it? I, I mean, was like, I can ah. shoot it, right? Uh, well, at first, because it was a close game, I'm going, ah, maybe one more pass. Oh, that was a good shot. See, and, I, and I'm just the opposite because I've, I've coached guys like this and they live for that moment. And even if they haven't made him during the game, like that's why he's on the team. That's why he gets paid what he gets paid. That, and he said also earlier this week that the Jazz let him be himself. No other organization has done that for Jordan Clarkson. So good nights from both Bogey and JC, as they call them. 48 points, a new career high for Boyan Bogdanovich. That's it for uh, our network affiliates tonight. We will be back with you at 7 o'clock tomorrow with pregame show. 8 o'clock tip-off as the Jazz host the Houston Rockets here in this building. Coming up on the other side, Tim and I will open the Mark Miller Subaru post-game report here on Jazz Radio Network. Welcome into Jazz Game Night, the post-game report brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Check them out at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz get the 127-120 to win here at Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. Over the Denver Nuggets, a crowd of just under 6,600 on hand, according to official, uh, uh, official uh, count. Uh, of attendance and Quinn Snyder is meeting with the media downstairs to talk about his team's seven point victory tonight. We have Tony Jones, the athletic up first. Coach, obviously the, the story uh, tonight is uh, Bogdanovich. Um, you know, what were you seeing out of him and, and why, how has he been able to get such a rhythm of late? I think it's like, what didn't we see from him tonight? You know, I, I thought he, um, he was making great reads. Um, he scored, really scored every way possible. He got stuff in transition, catch and shoot threes. He scored off the dribble. I thought really, um, and even late when they started started blitzing him, he found Rudy a couple times, which which says a lot when you know, you've got it going the way the way he does. He's just being aggressive, and you know I think he's he's in a great place mentally where. Um, when he receives the ball, like I said, he's making great reads. If he's got daylight, he shoots it, um, you know, and then he's playing off. He's playing off his shot. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you referenced mentally he's in a great place. He talked to us earlier um, about just his confidence now and the work 
to get to this point, to build back that confidence. Can you just speak to that and, you know, his consistency in, in putting in that work and relentlessness? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about it earlier in the year. And, you know, I think anyone that's not been able to, to do something, you know, their, their profession for nine months is what, you know, what he, where, where he started the year. Um, from the time that, you know, he hurt his wrist, the surgery, you know, the rehab. And, uh, you know, as you said, I, he, he just stayed consistent with his approach um, and continued to work. And, you know, he's a heck of a player who had a, who had a great night. And he's obviously capable of doing that. Um, you know, he's made big shots and had big games to carry us before. I don't think anybody in the locker room, you know, is surprised. I think everybody's um, really happy for us and happy for him. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, Denver was getting a lot of uh, easy stuff early, and then you guys were able to kind of start stringing together a few stops and, or at least keep up with them with your offense early on. What was kind of the key to uh, getting the defense ratcheted up as the game went along? Well, I, I think, you know, we had some some breakdowns, just some silly stuff where we um, made a few fouls where we, we weren't thinking, um, you know, some some individual stuff where we, we lost track of Porter. Um, I, I thought the board, a bunch of things that, you know, have to, have to happen for you to give up a 40 point quarter. But um, as you said, I, I think we, we kept attacking offensively and um, we talked about a few things at, at halftime um, that we had, you know, trying to focus on trying to do that we didn't feel like we'd executed well enough in the first half. And, you know, the second half, obviously, we were able to do that. I, I think maybe one of the biggest things was, you know, we didn't get out rebounded and against a team that is as good as Denver is on the glass. Um, I thought that was a big key for us in the second half. Sarah Todd, Desert News. But I feel like I've asked you this a, a couple of times now, but maybe since the beginning of the season to now, what have you seen uh, in George's development on the defensive end, especially? He just, I, I think it, it's, there's a, you know, as they say, a care factor. Um, you know, George knows who he is. Um, and I think he understands that, you know, defending is the thing that um, keeps him on the court, you know, that, that simply. And he's got a lot of pride in it. You know, obviously, his, his offense can keep him on the court as well. I thought, you know, what he did, you know, in the second half um, tonight really sparked us, you know, attacking the rim and shooting the ball. But um, if you give something up at the other end, um, you know, and that, that's, that's true of our whole team. And I, and I think George is... George's mindset is such that um, he just, he's got a lot of pride, you know, a lot of personal pride and, and he's competitive, you know, and, and you can't, um, you can't underestimate someone that, that cares and is competitive and, and, and will work. And that's what he's done. Okay. Thank you, coach. Appreciate your time. That's head coach Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz talking about this 127 to 120 win over the Denver Nuggets starting Tim, with what he talked about with uh, Bogey and the mental place that he's in. He's in a great place mentally. Uh, I, I don't know if there's anything more poisonous to a good shooter than a slump that they let bother them. Yeah, and it's hard because these guys are human. And, you know, they understand that they're getting paid 
a lot of money for that ball to go in the basket, and particularly when they're shooters and it's not going well. Um, I, I, I said this all year, Austin, and I totally believe it all. I, I think Bojan was uh, a step behind everybody else with the, with the injury to his wrist. He didn't have that time that everybody had uh, during the break and really kind of came to camp, and it was the first basketball he played since the bubble. And so I think, you know, while everybody else had had that offseason, you know, he was a little behind. And so he had to kind of do all this that he's done this year on the fly. And I've made comment over the last couple of weeks that everything starts to look, you know, starting to look health wise, like his wrist is good. He's not looking at it when he falls to the ground. Uh, I don't see him calling for fouls as much. He's just going to make a play. And if he gets it, he gets it. If not, um, so be it. But, yeah, I think it's so much of it is mental and he had he really had to fight a battle, but I think he fought it. And, you know, tonight it was just incredible. Boyan talked earlier, I think this week about how uh, the reason why he's shooting so much better from three is that he's going to the rim and having better success at the rim. And that's that was, I guess, earlier in the season, he said missing at the rim caused him to then miss from three. That sounds completely like a mental breakdown to me. And now look where he's at now. He's converting on both ends. And that's where. You know, uh, we sit and watch a guy go through a hot or a cold streak. It's I can't say enough about the staff and the way they work with guys. Um, you know, all that work behind the scenes to get a guy feeling better about their shot, getting shots with them when they can, um, you know, giving them positive reinforcement, constantly showing them, sending them film that they can gain confidence from. Uh, tons of credit to that staff for for working with these guys throughout the year and getting them better. Yeah, David mentioned in the fourth quarter about Clarkson after he'd missed those three straight and then nailed that fourth one that gave the Jazz the eventual bumper that they needed to win this one, that Clarkson has no conscience. And uh, earlier this season, Bogdanovich seemed to have too much of a conscience. And now he's to the point where as soon as he gets that ball, he believes it's going in no matter where he's at. And it's more often than not, especially tonight, he shot 73% from three, eight of 11 tonight. Unbelievable. And without Conley and without Mitchell's services, they've the Jazz have ha- a, a really good record without those guys. And it's not because those guys are not good and negatively impact the team when they're around. It's because it's because guys like Clarkson and Bo- Bogdanovich have been able to step up and fill that void. Well, it just shows you what these guys could be if they were, you know, getting these types of shots and this uh, this volume of shots all the time. Um, and that's why. This team is built. I feel like this team is built so well. Um, multiple guys can handle it. You've got shooters in every spot, um, and you know, I I thought that one of the great questions there to Quinn was was the emphasis on George Niang and the energy he brought to the defensive end. Um, I thought his effort and energy uh, has changed a couple of games, and I felt like that was one of them tonight. That's something George Niang has really improved on this season. Uh, we mentioned the three point shooting. Uh, 40, or excuse me, 46% as a team, 21 for, from 46 from downtown. Bogey led the way at 8 of 11. And the uh, three-point feature each and every night here on Jazz Radio Network is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, uh, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, hear more from the locker room, get you some uh, points in the paint as well as clean it, or, uh, Master of the Glass and other things, other features here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Welcome into Jazz Game Night, the post-game report brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz 127, Nuggets 120. We've talked about Boyan Bogdanovich's big night. We'll hear from him a little bit later. But uh, Nikola Jokic, only 11 field goals. He made a lot of them. But he averages 18 shots, shot attempts this season. The Jazz uh, held him under those averages for most of the night, Tim, and Rudy Gobert was a big part of that. Why don't we throw it down to the locker room and hear from the big Frenchman, Rudy Gobert. Okay, we'll jump in. Uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV up first. Rudy, what was it like for you to see Bogey have a night like tonight? I mean, he's had many of those. You know, obviously tonight was the biggest one, but, uh, you know, he's been playing amazing for us. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a big reason why we've been winning. You know, uh, we won four in a row. You know, so tonight was a big game, and uh, he stepped up. It was a big time. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, tell me about that block you had on uh, Jokic's hook shot kind of late in the game. And, and obviously that's not a shot that gets blocked a lot. So what is the key to kind of stopping that particular shot? I mean, no, it's just in the moment, you know, try to be physical with him. And, uh, and I just made a play, you know, I was able to anticipate what he was going to do. And, uh, and once he gathered, I knew I was going to, I was going to time it. Uh, ben Anderson, KSL Sports. What did you guys do throughout the game that got better defensively? Because by the fourth quarter, it seemed like you guys were really clicking. I think our focus got better. You know, we, we started the game a little out there. Uh, not really physical, not really, you know, they were getting open shots and they were really comfortable and we raised our intensity. Communication got better and... Uh, you know, we just, uh, I think we wore them down, you know, over the stretch. And, you know, we did a great job not giving up many offensive rebounds. And they're, they're a very big team. They're very long. So we, you know, it was the, one of the keys. And we were able to, you know, just run on them and, and, and move the ball. Uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV follow-up. Rudy, you guys are getting it done and taking care of business without Donovan and Mike. What does this do for you guys? mentally to continue to come out and you know have a night like this and the nights you guys have had uh, against the, the Spurs as well. And it's great to win, you know, uh, regardless of who, who's in, who's out. The goal for us is really, you know, to get better every night. And, uh, you know, every night is a challenge. Every night is an opportunity for us. And, uh, you know, and also every night is an opportunity for some guys that don't really usually get minutes to, to, to step up and, you know, uh, obviously, Boyan always get minutes, but guys like Trent, uh, Mie, you know, all those guys have been uh, have been having huge impact for us. And I think uh, on the long run, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be only positive for us. Next up, Maxime Legorge, uh, the free agent out of France. Bonjour, Rudy. Est-ce que après un match face à un tel adversaire, face I mean, obviously, Jokic is, uh, I think he's the MVP this year. Uh, you know, he's been having a, an amazing year and Denver has been playing amazing basketball. So it's, you know, we knew that it was a great challenge for us. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just one game at a time. 
you know, we know that the goal for us is, uh, you know, to, you know, keep raising our level, you know, keep getting good habits. And uh, when the playoff starts, you know, we, we're going to be playing our best basketball. And it's, you know, it's what it's about, you know, win or loss. Uh, obviously, we try to win every game, but uh, it's really our mindset and uh, our habits, you know, our focus and, uh, and the way we play as a team, you know, that, that matters every night. Barrett Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Rudy, so getting back to Boyan, he had mentioned the other day that, you know, he'd gone through a stretch where um, his confidence was shaken just because he couldn't, you know, finish at the rim. That was affecting his three-point shooting. Was there a point where you noticed, you know, kind of that switch flip for him? And what were you guys saying to him in the meantime to kind of, like, encourage him to keep going? I mean, I don't, I don't remember when he flipped the switch, but I remember obviously that uh, early in the season, I think because of his wrist, uh, you know, he was a little bothered and uh, he was maybe a little, uh, you know, scared to to play through contact. But uh, since, I don't know since when, but the, the, the last few weeks, the last few months, uh, you know, he's, he's been attacking the rim and, you know, his finishing has been, he's been huge for us. And, you know, when he's able to put pressure on the rim, uh, and, and shoot the way he always should. Uh, you know, he's one of the probably one of the best scorers in the game because he can score and he can post up too. So, you know, he, he can score all kind of way and be very efficient at the same time. And, you know, it's just another weapon for our team. And, you know, uh, obviously with some guys out, he's, he's, he's getting more, even more opportunities. But uh, even with everybody, you know, playing, him being aggressive and attacking like this is a, is always a good option for us. All right, and last question will come from Leonardo Torres from uh, Peru, El Comercio. Hi, Rudy, it's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Congrats on the win. <laughs> Muy bien. Rudy, Coach Malone just said that transitions were very important for Utah to win tonight. Do you think that was the key between the two teams? The, the transition? Yes. I mean, it's always a key, you know, for us to be able to win the transition game, uh, be able to, you know, get back and set our defense. And, uh, you know, we know that uh, teams, you know, don't really enjoy attacking us on half court. They rather, you know, uh, attacking us when our defense is not set and, you know, and get shots that way, get good shots. So, yeah, you know, it's always, you know, a key to the game. And I think uh, being able for us to, move the ball, get good shots offensively, um, you know, allow us to, uh, you know, to set our defense and obviously, you know, taking care of the ball because when we turn it over, it's, 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 it's really tough to, to get back. But I, I thought tonight we did a, we had a few turnovers, but for the most part, we did a great job and we did a great job, you know, uh, fouling when we needed to, to, to stop the fast break. So it's, uh, I'm really happy with the way, you know, uh, the awareness that guys have on the, on the floor and, uh, you know, instead of giving up a layup, if we give them the ball on the sideline, it's a, it's a win for us. Okay, that's all for tonight. Thanks so much, Rudy. Rudy Gobert, 14 points, nine rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two blocks tonight. Tim, you heard him talk about that block on uh, Nikola Jokic on that uh, hook shot. And uh, apparently Bleacher Report put out a, a thread of him getting dunked on tonight by Michael Porter Jr., but did not include the block on 
on uh, Jokic and Rudy quote tweeted another tweet about that and said, they're going to keep playing their sneaky games and we're going to keep doing our thing. Great team win. Hashtag on to the next one. What did you think of Rudy's game tonight? I thought Rudy was good. Um, you know, he, it's, a, it's a really tough ask. Um, you know, in, to his credit, you know, in, a, in an age where guys are going to the podium and, and poli- you know, politicking to be the defensive player of the year, the MVP, you know, he simply said Jokic deserves the MVP this year, which, you know, I, I agree with Rudy there, but, you know, just shows the class uh, that Rudy has. A couple stats with Rudy. Nuggets were shooting 35 for 60, 58% with 225 remaining. When Quint Snyder subbed Rudy back in the game, Rudy played the rest of the game. Nuggets finished shooting 8 for 23, 35% in those final 1425. Um, so obviously 225 remaining in the third. But, uh, you know, just the impact that he has on the game, and these stats come from Tyson Ewing, just um, you see it night in, night out, and it becomes like it's almost like part of our segment. You know, we master the glass, dominant Rudy, and three-point attack. Um, <laughs> but it, it really is. It's, it goes beyond words, and uh, it's just awesome to watch him do what he does on a nightly basis. It's from my guy Stats. That's, that's right. What, that's why I call Tyson. At Ty Ewing 2 on Twitter. Uh, Rudy did have nine rebounds tonight, and your Master of the Glass uh, program is brought to you by SafeLight Auto Glass. And at the end of the regular season, SafeLight will donate $5 to United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. One guess as to who that is and will be here in a few days. Rudy Gobert. He's from France. Uh, All right, let's also hear from a guy who very quietly shot 50% from the field tonight, a cool three of six from downtown. Five of ten overall for 13 points and four rebounds to go with an assist. George Niang is standing by with the media. Uh, we will start with Sarah Todd Deseret News. George, uh, I was talking to Quinn a little bit about your defense of late, and he described you as a guy who's really prideful and really competitive, especially when it comes to things on that end. Um, I'm just wondering what your mindset is in trying to develop more and get better on the defensive end, especially. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing for us on defense is uh, just competing. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is, yeah, I am competitive. And, you know, if you have enough times where the other team's calling you up because they think you're the weakest link, you want to put an end to it where like enough is enough. So I, I wanted to go into this year with that mentality where, you know, I was going to make guys have to score really tough buckets um, against me. And, and I feel like I've, I've done a good job of that. You know, I've worked uh, extremely hard with the coaching staff and, you know, a video room, we get clips and, you know, figure out where I need to be and where I'm being in the right position. Uh, um, but I think it really just comes down to, you know, locking in and, and being focused on the task at hand and, and that's stopping the guy in front of you. And I, I've taken a lot of pride in that and I, I've worked really hard to be better at that. You know, I can't give enough credit to Rudy. Obviously he makes life a lot easier along with Royce and all the other guys out there. But when it comes to, you know, one-on-one, that's one thing I've really tried to take pride in. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. I know you guys aren't surprised to see Bogey have a huge night like tonight, but after everything that he's been through this year, how big was this for not just him, but for you guys as well as a team? Um, obviously, this was huge for us as a team. You know, obviously, we're we're trying to be the best team we could be heading into the playoffs, and I think this was a huge step for us. Obviously, we're missing some guys, and it's uh, big for us to continue to keep it rolling, continue to be consistent. But um, Boyan, 
you know, you, you, you uh, I'm lost for words because, you know, we know that he's capable of this and uh, he's just a fun loving guy. And for him to have all this success, um, it, it's amazing. You know, I, I don't even know how to put the, the performance into words because it just seemed like every shot he threw up there was just hitting the back of the, the, the net. And um, he deserves this. He works extremely hard. I know he had some rough patches uh, throughout this year, but everybody has their, their slumps. And it just shows how resilient he is to, you know, continue to coming in and, and not changing who he is and knowing that what he has is it works. And he just came in every day and stayed consistent and, and, and powered through. And 48 points later, we have a career night for Boyan. All righty. Last question will come from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Um, what are some of the adjustments that you made on both ends um, from the first half to the second half? I know the obvious one would be, you know, not getting into any more foul trouble, but were there any more adjustments that you personally made? Uh, you know, Tony, I think the biggest thing for me was just um, being patient and uh, taking what the defense gives me. Uh, and then once I had a, the first shot, I think it was the first shot of the second half go in. You, know, you kind of get into a rhythm where you feel like you can be a little more aggressive. And once I started to do that, I got lost in the game and, um, you know, good things happened. Uh, you know, I, I made consecutive shots and we were getting stops on defense. And I know you can, you can tell being the basketball mind that you are, you know, when we get stops, the crowd gets louder. It's like, you're going back and forth. You just feed off that energy. And I think that's what I did tonight. And then, you know, I think the team did the same thing. Okay. That's it. Thank you, George. George Nguyen there, three of six from downtown, 15 points, five of 10 overall. Mark Miller Subaru wants you to love your car buying experience. That's why we've developed Promise Price. Promise Price is truly exceptional customer service. Come experience our commitment to Promise Price at either location or start your purchase online at markmillersubaru.com. We know you'll love the experience. Coming up next on the Jazz Game Night postgame report presented by Mark Miller Subaru, we'll hear from the star of the night, Boyan Bogdanovich. We'll get you the points in the paint and later in the uh, final segment of our show, the play of the game. Don't miss it. Stay tuned. This is Jazz Radio Network. Welcome back to the Jazz Game Night postgame report brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Visit them at markmillersubaru.com, 3535 South State or 10920 South State in the Automall, in the Southtown Automall Drive. I'm Austin Horton here with Tim Lacombe, Alex Lundberg producing for us each and every night here on Jazz Radio. I uh, want to tell you about Points in the Paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Serta Pro uh, painters call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. The Nuggets outscored the Jazz in the paint 48-40 to 40 tonight, but the Jazz shot uh, lights out from three, and that made the difference. But points in the paint brought to you each and every night by Serta Pro painters. Tim, let's get back down to the locker room. Standing by, yes, is the man of the night, Boyan freaking Bogdanovich, 16 of 23, 8 of 11 from downtown, a perfect 8 of 8 at the line, 48 points. He's all smiles with the media. What was it feeling like out there on the court for you? I mean, it was just just big night. I Every shot that I took, I, I thought that it's, that it's going in. So 
team team really looking for me whole whole game long coach coaching staff were trying to to draw the play plays for me so big night like i said it's and also also a big big win for us sarah todd desert news boy uh, you'd said I think in your walk-off interview, this was a special night for you, and you've got the crowd chanting your name while you're at the free throw line, and they're cheering for you extendedly after the game. What's that feel like in that moment, and why was it so special? I mean, it's just incredible. I, it's been a while that I broke my my career high record with 44 in um, in Brooklyn, so I didn't thought that I'm gonna I'm gonna have a chance to to break my my career high again so it was special night crowd was crowd was amazing like i said once again the whole team were were looking for me offensively and and they were trying to put me in a in a position to to have this this career high today ben anderson castle sports do you feel like you have a different confidence now going into games than you did earlier in the year I mean, I, of course, that I have, I have more confidence. I'm playing, I'm playing better. I'm shooting the ball better. So, so I'm getting in a in a right shape in a, in, in a right moment right now, right before the right before the playoffs. So, like I mentioned many times, we are playing without two two guys that they are handling the the ball mostly of the time for for our team and and and, and trying to. To create the shots for 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 us and for themselves, so there's more more opportunities for me, of course, and and, and more shots. Uh, Maxine Lagarge, the free agent out of France. What makes the difference tonight compared with the other night? I mean, there's no difference. I mean, I felt pretty pretty good from a, from a three. I had a. I had eight threes. I was I was not even thinking about about career high till uh till I hit a hit a forty at forty at points. So, like I said, most important from tonight, it's it's big night. I I know that a career high forty eight is not easy to score, but but the most important thing that that we really really won a big big game. Last question, Leonardo Torres, El Comercio from Peru. Hi, Bojan. It's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Congrats on the win. Bojan, what are your thoughts on the execution of the pick-and-rolls plays? Is that was the main factor to create a lot of shots, especially for you? I mean, they, they tried to, to throw different different defenses on all our, our pick-and-roll guys. They started a little bit little bit back with uh with the Jokic and, and, and Millsap and then at the end of the game they were trying to double me and, and, and JC so the other guys had a had a really really good look especially especially uh George George Niang JC had a had a big three at the last minute so we really we really execute well but uh once again I think that that we won a game with our defense because they had a they had a only 20 21 points in, uh, in the last quarter Okay, thank you so much, Boyan. Boyan with 48 points tonight and a sweet 8 of 11 from downtown, uh, Tim. And I think it all stemmed from that first quarter where he only took one three and uh, then uh, or it made one three but went four for four in the paint in that first quarter. It all took off from there for Bogey. Yeah, he had, he had a great night. It was a fun, fun night to watch him have so much success. Um, a little stat nugget from Tyson Ewing. 
um, at Ty Ewing to Bojan Bogdanovic scored a career high 48 points, tied a franchise record with eight made threes, and his 48 points is the most scored by a Jazz man in a regular season game since Carl Malone scored 56 on April 7th, 1998. April 7th, 1998. Alex, were you born April 7th, 1998? Were you with us? How old do you think I am? I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, April 7th, 1998, I was 13. Actually, almost 13. How old were you? I was eight. Okay, so, so uh, and Tim was 22. I was 28. Yeah, yeah, so that was a long time ago, the case being. that's and, and I saw the Jazz tweet out that it's been over 1,800 days, I think, or something crazy since Bogey had a career high. His last career high was 1,800 days ago, and now we got it again today. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Or uh, eclipsed it today. I mean, he was one of those. He, he really did put the team on his back. You know, when when things weren't great early on, they fell down a little bit. He just kept kind of driving it, being aggressive, making plays, making big shots in transition. It was just uh, he had it going. He had a great game. Uh, Jordan Clarkson also, I, I don't want to neglect he him. He put in 21 off the bench. He had 6 of 14 from 3. Uh, and uh, he did miss three free throws uncharacter- uncharacteristically. But the team overall, those were the only three free throws the Jazz missed tonight. So really solid effort from the Jazz. Uh, After that first little bump in the road to start the game, they didn't necessarily not look back, but they also kept kept Denver within arm's reach and then surpassed them when they absolutely had to. Yeah, and so much of it was just focus stuff. You know, I think they left Porter open way more than they should have. Um, It it was a, a KYP game, they call it. Know your personnel. Um, you don't want to run at Composo and leave your feet, uh, but you better contest every shot that Porter takes. And it took a Jazz a minute to kind of get all that stuff straight from the scouting report. But when they did, you know, the, like the fourth quarter, they said they held him t- to 21 points in the fourth. Um, you mentioned Jordan Clarkson having a big night. Just to kind of prove how big a night it was, um, his stat line, 21 points, eight rebounds, five, or excuse me, eight assists, five rebounds, and two steals. It was only the third time in his career he's finished a game with 20 points, with 20 or more points, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals. So uh, first time as a Jazz guy, but in all the years he's played um, for an all-around game, it was one of his best. 127-120, the final score. The Jazz have won four straight, five of six. They've got the Rockets tomorrow coming up on the other side. We'll preview that one, get you the uh, play of the game, and say goodnight until tomorrow. We'll be right back here on Jazz Radio Network. Jokic, mid-block left, looking to take over the game. Works to the middle, a running hook. Gobert blocked it! Gobert blocked the running hook! Ingles on the run, finds Niang, through the lane, kicks to Clarkson, fires the three, got it! Jordan Clarkson, right side three! 117-111, Gobert with a block of the MVP because he's the DPOY. Welcome back to the Jazz Game Night post-game report, or that would be the JGN PGR. See what I did there with Y-E-S. that? Y-E-S. That uh, play of the game brought to you by LHM dealerships uh, uh the larry h miller dealerships for service sales and selection lhmauto.com driven by you tim jazz get it done 127 120 tonight uh it was you said the the best game that you've seen all season but from a standpoint of entertainment and when we look at the team stats 
between the Jazz and the Nuggets tonight, they're almost identical. Each team made 43 shots. Uh, each team shot 45% from three. Each team uh, took 20 or more free throws. Their free throw percentages were separated by 2%. They each had 38 rebounds, nine offensive, 29 defensive, right there next to each other in assists 31 to 27, steals 9 to 8, blocks 3 to 3. Uh, the the uh, difference being the turnovers. The Nuggets gave up 17, and the Jazz scored 16 points on that, but they had also fast break uh, advantage of 48, or excuse me, 14 to 7 did the Jazz. So uh, your overall thoughts on this game before we talk about tomorrow. So I, I think the the really big number that jumps off the page at me, the Jazz struggled in the last contest against Denver to keep them off the glass. And Denver uh, uses a, a unique way of getting trying to keep the Jazz out of transition. They, they literally send all five guys and did a great job of attacking the glass, but the Jazz only give up nine offensive rebounds. And then the Jazz are not um, known for the turning people over. In fact, they're the uh, they're the 30th team out of 30 in turning other teams over. But tonight um, works in their their favor. Denver turns it over 17 times. Have to give credit to the Jazz for picking up their defensive energy. I felt like a lot of that was stuff the Jazz did. And then there were pieces, you know, the one Jokic threw away. Uh, Austin Rivers wasn't in the right place. So there was some uncharacteristic turnovers too. But uh, nice to see the Jazz use um, something that's t- not typically a strength to their advantage, you know, f- help them find ways to win this game. Jazz came in tonight with a one-game advantage in that one-seed race over the Phoenix Suns. They beat the Nuggets, and the Suns won, so it still sits at a full-game advantage for the Jazz. I put my Knicks thing back in my bag. I, I had it on for about two minutes. 128-105, the, the final there is the Suns beat the Knickerbockers. All right, tomorrow night the Rockets are in town. They've lost nine of their last ten. The Jazz have won seven of their last ten. What can you really say about tomorrow's game other than I think we're going to see some rest from the Utah Jazz? Well, they've, they've got to play focused, and no matter who plays, um, you know, the, the guys that take the floor just need to bring good focus. Uh, you know, this, the game tomorrow night is as big as tonight's game in terms of the standings, and um, while Houston's going to be certainly not uh, the type, the Houston team that started the season and they've traded guys away and they're kind of in a rebuild so most important thing of the Jazz worry about the Jazz tomorrow. Um, I don't think that's a hard thing to do after a night like tonight. I think uh, a lot of guys come out of this thing feeling really good, uh, and they're you know they're a, a step closer to getting their goal, and they're also a step closer to getting their uh, teammates back. You know, made it through another game without them. So um, you know those those are the really kind of high level thoughts on the Rockets game. I'll, I'll be able to address. I'll watch some film tonight of the games they played. I know the Rockets played the Jazz really well here. Um, undermanned, kind of made it a game in the fourth quarter. So the Jazz just need to come out and take care of business. The Rockets did push Milwaukee tonight. Uh, 141-133 was the final uh, as, the, as Milwaukee pulled away from Houston. Uh, so both they and the Jazz are on the second night of a back-to-back tomorrow. Uh, I would, uh, like I said, I would like to see the Jazz get a lot of rest. Pre-game will be at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock tip-off, and you know who will be in this seat, or probably that seat tomorrow night, but will be in this room. We're getting our Donovan Mitchell back. <laughs> you know, I've had to sit here and play with these guys coming in, and, you know, I'm just joking. Am I've I been, the Trent Forrest? It's been very fun, actually. I've got to work with you and Hans and Scotty this week, and 
I, I think we spent way more time laughing every night than <laughs> anything more productive, but it, it's awesome working with you guys. Little wrap on this, and yeah, Jake Scott will be back tomorrow uh, to do his uh, duties as he's done being a dad. Just kidding. He'll still be a dad, but he'll have to be at work as well. This game had the MVP, DPOY, 6MOY, and the COY, according to Gage Larson. In all, it was a great, fun night for the Utah Jazz, especially when they got the as they get the win, 127 to 120, and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.